0: Hi, everyone. We're very excited to bring you a special episode today. On this episode, we hear stories from our listeners about holiday cards. Some, like Tom, received a meaningful card as a child that instilled a lesson in him that he values to this day. Others, like Brittany, read a holiday card written by a child to Santa and scrambled to help bring a much desired, if unique, gift to the letter writer by Christmas. Lastly, Lindsay shares with us her experiences of working behind the scenes at a company that makes holiday cards.
1: Hello, my name is Tom McMillan, and I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. My favorite Christmas card was received by our family in about 1975. My parents were Mickey and Kat, and one of their best friend couples lived about 90 miles from us. Their names were Betty and Wimpy. Yes, Wimpy. Betty and Wimpy were the life of the party. There was always laughter around them. Over the years, I have wished I had a recording of the laughter that would come out of our kitchen when they would visit. It was infectious. One year in particular, though, Wimpy had lost his job. They seemed to be in pretty dire straits. I knew because I had heard my mom and dad express concern. Then one Saturday in December, mother went to get the mail from the mailbox. I heard cackles coming from outside. Really deep belly laugh. We all went to see what was up. She could not really speak, but handed us this piece of brown cardboard. It had obviously been cut with scissors from a cardboard box. It did not arrive in an envelope. On one side, it was addressed to our family with a stamp and return address from Betty and Wimpy. On the other side, it had a paper champagne glass that had been colored with crayons taped to it with the following handwritten words. Money short. Times are hard, but here's your damned old Christmas card. You might say that was funny and clever, and we all got a good laugh, but the card stayed in our house from then on. I would run across it every now and then and chuckle. However, it really taught me a lesson. Even when things are bad, there is always time to laugh and love. It is how you survive. Thank you so much to Chapters for the opportunity to tell this story.
2: Hey guys, my name is Brittany, and I just wanted to tell you about my experience with letters to Santa. So, my mother works at the post office, and you know, every year kids are sending letters to Santa, and they have a special mailbox for those letters, and they pass them out to co workers and stuff like that. And everybody tries to buy the kids the gifts on the list and, you know, sends them to them. So, my mother gave me a letter from this little girl my letter was interesting one because on the letter it said caution mom and dad don't open so I was just like huh well what is she going to ask for?" open the letter and once again caution mom and dad don't open it all over Then the next two pages was her begging me to buy her a ferret she was explaining how her mom and dad said that she wasn't responsible enough for a ferret and just like please don't tell them She's Just like don't tell them about this but I could really I really want one if you get it for me they can't take it back so I'm just like dying laughing this is so cute how am I supposed to get this girl ferret I don't want her to lose faith in Santa Claus but I can't buy her a ferret so like I spent the next few days online like searching for you know it's like I'll get her a stuffed ferret searching online for stuffed ferrets and surprisingly there's not a lot of them and the ones that do exist look like Bad, not like not like good ferrets. So I was just like, maybe I could get her. I wanted to get her a mechanical one that moves or whatever. No, not really. And there was like just really one nice one. I was just like, perfect. Costs like a hundred dollars. Nope. I wanted to be Santa, but not that badly. Children need to fulfill experience disappointment to learn and grow. <laughs> so eventually, I found like a medium size um, ferret. And I bought it for her. Did not realize the delivery date. The delivery date was, like, right before Christmas Eve when the post office stops delivering um, packages. They stop for a little bit before the holiday. So I'm just like, oh, crap. This package arrives the day of, and I have to get it in before, like, a certain time. So basically called the post tracking my package called the post office just like hey you have this just give it to me you don't even have to bring it to my doorstep because it's not going to come in time give it to me in the morning i'll bring it to the carriers at the bridgeport post office and they'll do it for me so i go they were just like okay go to go to the post office they wouldn't let me in because it was the morning talk to talking to people they were just, i was just like i talked to somebody where's my package hour of arguing with people eventually get my package and finally pray to god that it didn't end up at her house because i did give it to the bridgeport post office carriers but that is just my long story about how i got a girl affair for christmas (laughs) so i went off on a little tangent but it was a very interesting holiday
3: hey mary this is lindsay sacco I'm just responding to your request for some holiday card memories and I uh, thought I'd share my story with you. So um, I was actually on the other side where I would do the um, checking of the holiday cards and on the side of where customers ordered the cards. So just wanted to give you a background on the company I worked at and some fun uh, celebrity stories as well as customer stories that I still remember to this day. So, um, as I said, I worked at a popular greeting card company from about 2008 to early 2010, and they were kind of revolutionary. They were one of the first greeting card companies to do e-card ordering, and um, a lot of people followed, but they were on the trend. And so, at this company, there were three teams. There was a customer service team, the production design team, and the quality assurance team. And so the customer service team was the first department that got the card after the customer ordered. Then they'd pass on all that stuff to the production design team who would design the card. They'd put the text together, edit the photos, make them look good. Then my department that I was on, the quality assurance team, was the final stage before it went to the customer. So we would double check to make sure that the text was accurate and the photo was edited and it looked great. So basically um, as the greeting card company got popular, we got more customers and then celebrity orders started coming in. And so we had a public relations team where they would handle all the celebrity inquiries. So most celebrities have a, a public relations team where they kind of handle all that greeting card logistics stuff, whatever, that they don't want to deal with. And then we would order it and get it all perfect, and we keep it internal. And um, sometimes, however, celebrities would order just through a website, like a regular customer, or it would just fall through the cracks, like we wouldn't know who the celebrity was. So as I said, the customer service team was the first team to get the card order. And... um, a few of them got through the cracks, and we would get them, and you weren't supposed to say anything, but of course we did, because we had to share with each other. It was so cool. We got a celebrity order, and um, I remember one in particular we got, and it, is, it was an um, Oscar-winning actor and director, and he's done some great films to this day. And uh, he and his family did a card with like 30 animals in it. It had goats and chickens and rabbits and cows and pigs. It was all over the card. And it was pretty funny because about a couple years later, I saw the the actor's wife who was on the card in a reality show. So I was like, oh, this was just the beginning. So it was pretty funny to see that. And then another one I remember... Um, there was this really pretentious actress, and she um, owns a lifestyle site, hint, hint, and uh, she did this really artsy card, and she had um, her children basically stand against the wall with their hands spread out like they were hiding or escaping, and the lighting was really dark. You couldn't see their faces. The whole thing was overexposed. And the PR team said to her PR team, look, your card's a little, you know, overexposed. It's not going to print that great. She goes, oh, it's great. So she got this very overexposed, artsy card where it looks like, you know, they're being, you know, there's lights on them with the police. Like, you know, stand still. You're under arrest. It's just, it's, It was pretty funny. Then I remember another card where um, this really... Um, She's pretty well known now. Um, She's on a very uh, popular show that's still running to this day. She had a real fit with our PR team because of some reason or another, we're not sure why, but her car didn't come out right or she didn't get what she wanted or whatnot. But I remember the PR team was just rolling their eyes at, at the actress because she just was so high maintenance. So those are pretty funny celebrity stories. But... Um, as we know, we got a lot of customers, and they had some pretty funny requests. So I remember um, one in particular, they, um, they, there's a special note section when you order, like any special editions or requests you have with your order. And this customer wanted her to look thinner. She wanted us to Photoshop her to make her look thinner. And <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> and then I got another one where they wanted their eyes a different color, And they wanted, um, you know, just some, like, their skin darker or lighter. And it was just ridiculous. And we got a lot of those, especially over the holidays. And um, I remember one particular Christmas card, which is pretty funny, that um, they had, it was a birth announcement slash Christmas card. And they had the baby on, like, a log, in like a wood setting. It looked like in the middle of the woods, laying there with like a fur blanket. And they had taxidermy animals surrounding the baby. I think it was three or four animals. And then there was like a shotgun in the background. I swear. And it was so unique that we had it on our bulletin board. And um, it was pretty funny. And, And I remember another one, they had this family... They photoshopped themselves like riding a banana split. It was was pretty good. So anything like that we would put on our crazy card wall so we can laugh at it during the holidays. So just wanted to give you a little uh, stories about my memories of working at a greeting card company. And uh, to all your listeners, happy holidays.
0: In all of these instances, we might think about what we invest in our holiday cards, and by extension, in our holidays. My mom still sends out Christmas cards every year with a photo of my brothers and I. I should add that we're all in the neighborhood of 30. For her, sharing cards is a chance to check in with friends and family across the country. Taken together, readers of these cards can watch us all grow up over a span of photo spreads with, yes, the awkward forays into sun and bangs to show for it. What cards have been meaningful to you this year? What kind of message would you want to read from a family member or friend? From everyone here at Chapters, happy holidays and happy new year. Thanks to all our listeners who have joined us so far, and especially to Tom, Brittany, and Lindsay for sharing their stories with us today.